Hi, and welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. On this podcast, you know, our goal is really to help you take that next adventure. And that might be a big one, or it might just be getting outside for 20 minutes a day. We hope you'll listen into this episode and find some of our best tips for getting outside more with our kids on whatever your next adventure is going to be. We also love to hear from you about how you've been enjoying the podcast and whether it's been inspiring you to go on big or small adventures. Um, We also love talking about messy, muddy mistakes. That's actually a lot of what we talk about, Jenna. We talk about the times when things went horribly wrong. So many mistakes. (laughs) So many mistakes. So much mud. Um, But yeah, we love to hear from you. So if you have thoughts after you've listened to an episode, you're always, uh, we love to hear from you over on Instagram. You can DM us at Get Outside With Kids. We also really love it when you share it with your friends. When you know a mum maybe who's on that leave by herself and really struggling, or you know, some parents who've recently started a new job and everything's all over the place and they feel really out of whack. Maybe this is just something that makes them feel a little bit less alone. So, anyway, we love that when you can share it with your friends, when you can um, let us know how you've been enjoying it. Today, we wanted to talk about something, you know, we talk a lot about little adventures and how these kind of mini adventures can be sort of lifesavers for you. Definitely. Particularly when it's like, pouring with rain and when you're feeling kind of cooped up inside and your kids are driving you crazy, the little mini adventures outside can be great. But what also occurred to me in Jen recently is that every now and again, and the the frequency of this really depends on the parents and the family, every now and again, it's amazing to have a big adventure, a big day out where you kind of, you commit to it. The one consistent thing about it doesn't really matter what you're doing or where you're going, but the one consistent thing about it is that you and your family or loved ones are choosing to spend a day together outside. Yeah, we recently had one of those days, which was kind of the, I guess, kind of the impetus for this podcast episode. And I don't know if we did our recap for this month of all the mistakes, but earlier in this month- We have uh, not got there yet, Jen. Oh my uh, gosh. It's coming back. We've got so much material for it. But needless to say, earlier in the month, we had planned a big adventure to go to Tofino and we'll save that entire, all the things that went wrong for another episode. But let's just say that big adventure that we had planned was one of those classics, like everything that could have gone wrong on that trip (laughs) for me and Kate separately and also together went wrong. So um, wrong. And I, so wrong. And I and I think since then that was like or that was, you know, several weeks ago. And I think since then we've kind of been playing it safe. We stayed home. And I realized this past weekend I was like, oh, you know what we need? We need a big day out. Like we need a really good reset, a bit of adventure, mostly to fill up my cup, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like I need a day outside to just reset, feel like I've ticked off something off my bucket list. And for us as a family to just spend the whole day together, no devices, no phones, no running around doing errands. It's a really nice family day together um, outside. And luckily the weather lined up with that so we could really take advantage of that. Yeah. I think all those things are so important. That sort of distracted parenting. I find myself doing this all the time, Jen, where you're like, you're at home, you got your phone, maybe you need to make a phone call, maybe you need to run an errand. Maybe you're just scrolling Instagram, looking at the hilarious reels that are being shared on Get Outside with Kids. And you're thinking, wow, those, those women, they've got it going on. But you know, there's so many distractions when we're home and, you know, they take away from us spending time with our kids. So if nothing else, planning a big day out with your kids actually just forces you to focus on them. And like, you don't have those other things. You've all committed to it. Nobody's expecting to be able to fit in some grocery shopping or a trip to the gym because you're all going out together. So I think that sort of distraction-free attention is so good for our brains. It's like a reset. And for our kids to know that we're focused like 100% on them for once. So maybe we'll go through some of the tips that kind of made this particular big day out a win. 
Uh, the first thing that we did was we prepped the kids a lot for it. So we talked about, you know, a couple of days in advance. It was a, it was a day off from school, from work. So they knew it was coming. Um, and we talked to them a lot about on this day, we're going to have this big adventure. And so we were very clear about we were going to spend the whole day together. We're so excited. It's going to be sunny. And then we described what the adventure was going to be. For this particular adventure, uh, we were going to canoe across a lake. And then on the other side of the lake, there's a hike to a waterfall. Uh, my husband and Whoa, I have done this. I which sounds <laughs> like when you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh, Jen and Kate are talking about big, big days out, like canoeing with little I kids. Whoa. I mean, it seems big, but we have done it before and we knew it's manageable. And the hike was something that was definitely a kid-friendly hike. Um, so the key for this one, a couple of different elements. So canoeing and hiking. So right away, we've got like to keep the kids entertained and kind of changing up the scenery two fun things. It's not just a giant all-day hike, which can also be a, be, a, be a win for sure. But this particular combination is fun because you get to canoe and hike, lots of things to see along the way. And it just kind of also gives them a chance to rest their legs. Uh, when you canoe across the lake, there's also a campsite on the other side. So some picnic tables and just a nice place to also have a break um, as we were kind of transitioning, um, transitioning some things as well. So part of that was like, the first thing we did in the morning was we're going to have our big day out. We got up and the only thing we did that morning was feed the kids breakfast and get right out the door. So no time even to get into like, oh, let's do a quick activity or like, let's dump a pile of sand on the floor. No, we're basically up and out of the door right away. Hold on. Jack, just yeah. tell me about the activity where your kids dump a pile of sand on the floor. And what's that? Is that a busy toddler? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's kinetic sand. I have a love-hate relationship with kinetic sand. My toddler loves it. And even though he tries very hard to follow the rules of keeping it in the kinetic sandbox, inevitably there is sand everywhere. So that I have doesn't to sound like something I can deal with. I'm not okay. I can't even deal with the, like the crumbs that come off Play-Doh. They drive me freaking nuts. So kinetic sand doesn't sound like my cup of tea. Oh. No, thank you. Note down, do not buy Kate's children kinetic sand. For the Ooh, <laughs> Uh, but this, yeah, this particular day, it felt like the stars aligned. The kids were great in the canoe and they had a wonderful time, lots of snack driven stuff and lots of just, again, we used a lot of the storytelling that we talked about in our recent three S's episode. So when we're in the canoe, we're storytelling. What do you see? Oh, look at that over there. We see a crane. We see a bird. What color trees are you seeing? One time the, the, the lake is tidal and so it was actually so shallow. We had to get out of the canoe, my husband and I, and actually kind of portage the children across the sand bank. But the kids thought it was hilarious. We're like, we're going on an adventure and mommy and daddy have to hop out of the canoe and portage us across because there's no water. Um, and so just really using that storytelling to keep them active and keep them interested. And then we're onto the hikes. So then we're starting almost a brand new adventure. Now we're onto the hiking part of our adventure. And what can we see when we're hiking? Lots and lots of snacks, of course, along the way. Um, and then we got to the waterfalls. And something we tried for the first time um, was my older son, who's about five and a half, wanted to bring a little sketchbook and some markers. And he did it. He sat there and sketched as, you know, a five-year-old sketches the waterfall. So cute. And he sat there and sketched, what do we see? And he's like, I see a big rock and I see the water coming down. Okay. we brought I brought the right colors, gray, blue, green, and brown for markers so we could sketch nice. out yes. the big rock and the big waterfall. Um, and then the way the rock formations are with the waterfalls, there's lots of kind of safe, relatively safe walking behind the very small creek and the very small waterfall on the rocks. So lots of time to open and explore as well and open and explore lots of little ponds to look in um, with little bugs and things like that. That's so cute. Yeah, I love the then, nature yeah. sketching, Jen. So the nature, the nature sketching. sketching, I'm going to take a wild guess that you were inspired by one of our favorite books. 
one of our favorite books of the whole show here, I'd say it's called The Hike. It's by Alison Farrell. And it makes a really great baby gift for somebody who you know loves being outside. Um, is that what inspired it actually your is Ren, Ren's yes. a sketchbook? As you know, so Ren good. is the girl in the book who sketches. And so we were copying that idea. It was adorable so to see that kind of you talk about this book, you read this beautiful book, The Hike, and then it comes into action with your five and a half year old bringing his little sketchbook out on the hike and and it was motivating him to get to the water folks when we got there we talk about the fact that we would bring out the sketchbook and we would spend some time sitting quietly and doing some sketching and it just again helped to keep that motivation going that is so cute and like the power of observation like there's things that we as adults take for granted but for kids to sit down and sketch a leaf a waterfall a rock is such a powerful learning experience for them too so I think that isn't something that's ever occurred to me to take with me but I love that idea that's so sweet I mean maybe his picture was a bit maybe it was fine maybe it was a bit crap but you know with with practice at drawing out in the wild without like a table maybe you know maybe there's some beautiful little pieces that come out of that yeah I mean and mostly it's that that memory of it right that he was so excited to get there and draw his first drawing in nature and bringing that with him um and then this is the kind of adventure I mean once you're at the waterfall well you've got to hike back you have to canoe back so the kids then know what's coming by the time we got to the canoe everyone's a little bit tired but now you get to sit down and relax um and then the favorite part of this, I realized on the way home, it was about 5.30. So we picked up takeout on the way home. And when you get home from a big day out, no one has messed up your house all day. I think Win. this was the highlight for me. Like you yeah. realize you've had lunch has been packed in the backpack. Dinner hasn't picked up all the no snacks dishes. have been eaten on the go. There's no dishes. Mm. No one has destroyed your house after a typical day home when you're in and out and doing dishes and all the meals. And you do like 10,000 rounds of dishes. Like I feel like I run the dishwasher 12 times and we're all home all day. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know how we can use so many plates in one day for four Mm. people, but when you have a big day out and you do that little bit of extra work in the morning or the night before just to pack everything up and honest to God, I packed so much food that I was like, certainly I have overpacked on the food. Kate, I did not overpack on the food. We ate every single snack. I think there was like one single granola bar that made it home and every other snack in its entirety was eaten. So on a big day out plan for like big food. And also, I'm also more reminder now, like myself and my husband on a big day out, like we need a lot of food to eat too, because we are having a meal plus morning snack, afternoon snack, also out. So we packed a lot of food and I'm very glad that we did because we did eat every single bite of it. <laughs> so it sounds like your snackergy wasn't or wasn't like it worked this time, but it came pretty close. It so. was close cutting it for sure. Ooh. Yeah. And yes, yeah, oh, snackergy is a word, right, Jen? Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. The other pro tip that we did, we happened to be doing some grocery shopping the night before. And so I told my two kids, again, they're three and five. So you take this with whatever works best for your family. I told them they could pick out anything from the grocery store for a snack, anything. And usually what I do that, I, I kind of let them have at it. And so they picked out, uh, because it was a bigger one, we picked out one thing and they picked out like, you know, the package of like sugar cookies with like the bright icing on them, or, you, know, <laughs> you know, like basically a pile of sugar with icing, even more sugar, sugar and covered sprinkles. in sugar with sugar, sugar on covered top. In sugar. But you know what I was like? Yep, absolutely. You can have those because they'll be perfect for when we get to the waterfall. And so they knew they picked out the very special treat, something we don't usually buy, but they knew that they could have them. And I packed them up and I said, when we get to the waterfall, you can absolutely have those. Um, 
And they did. And it was a great motivation to know like they had picked their own very special snack and they would absolutely be able to have it when they got to the waterfall. Um, so that was that was a good one. I don't think I would get those sugar cookies a lot. I feel like you need a lot of space to burn off the sugar on sugar energy. But I think empowering kids at whatever feels right for you to be like, if you pick it out and we do the hike, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, they are just mostly sugar. But um, I love the idea of doing this with your family. And I think the frequency that you sort of require it really depends on you. Like there are months that could go past where this doesn't fit in for your family. It doesn't fit in. Maybe you've got a really stressful week, month, year at work. Um, and, you know, Jen and I both have full-time jobs and sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't fit it in. Or maybe you find that you need a big day out every single week with your family. You know, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent who's like, if I don't do a big day out with my partner on the weekend, I think I might go crazy. Um, but, you know, I think identifying that that's important. It's something Jen and I have been talking about a lot in the last couple of days. It's like, it's something that's important to your family and that really kind of helps reset and refresh you. And you know what the right frequency is for you. Like, I don't think I could do a day like that every week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and the very next day, so all this is on a Friday of a long weekend. And that was an amazing day out. And the kids were perfect. The whole day where no one had a temper tantrum and everything went amazingly. The very next day, my kids were the epitome of temper tantrums all day. We tried to go for a little bike ride within five seconds of the bike ride. My five-year-old had really wiped out, skinned his knee, bike ride over. So it's a good reminder that like they don't often even work out. And when they do, it really feels like such a big, big win because there's other days you try to have a tiny adventure and it totally goes sideways anyways. And I knew that the next day we would need a down day. I'm like, this was a big day out and the kids did amazing. So I know the rest of the weekend is going to be pretty quiet to kind of recover and have some more time at home. And some of those extra temper tantrums did seem to work themselves out over the next two days of the weekend. There's <laughs> basically no way to win with kids. If your kids are, you know, feeling sensitive, or maybe they've started school recently, for example, and they're having some emotions, there's no way to avoid them. They're going to come out eventually, just hopefully not on your big day out. We're going to drop into the show notes as well some links to exactly where Jen was, um, the trip that she's talking about and the hike she's talking about. If you're local, then you can check them out there too. Um, the other thing that I that you mentioned there as well was our three S's for keeping kids moving. And it occurs to me that we talk about that for hiking, but it absolutely works for canoeing as well. Uh, and the first being telling a story, the second being focusing on the surroundings, and the third being snacks. We shared this on Instagram recently and had a couple of extra additions in there, another S song sing a song Ooh, i like that one like for the musical folks yeah. or the not musical folks who just like to sort of we do a lot of songs you know what you're good is? the ants go marching in you can just sing it it's a very repetitive song yeah. and we all go marching in for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one which i love as well was seek as in hide and seek Ooh. probably doesn't work in a canoe though because where's your kid gonna hide <laughs> I don't think we want to encourage the hiding, but I love that on a, and I've done that with a friend um, on a hike where their kid ran ahead and get like safely for your kid and their age and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, where they can go and hide too. So there's some S's, our three S's plus the two bonus S's there to kind of keep your kid moving. Yeah. I really like that. The song one, we do quite a lot with some of the similar songs and then anything about where the kids can kind of go explore. And I mean, if your kids are at the age of three, when you play hide and seek, they mostly either A, cover their own face directly on the trail or B, stand like awkwardly, like beside the tree, not even behind the tree, but just like beside a tree. And then again, close their eyes and cover with their hands. And they're like, can you see me? And you're like, oh no, uh, gosh, where could you be? <laughs> 
when we play with my three-year-old, she says, I say, ready or not, here I come. And she goes, here I am, and steps out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I found you. She's like, it's a good game. Yeah, no, I like that for not in the canoe. Sounds like a bad idea in the canoe to have your kid go hide. Um, But maybe on the hike part instead. Yeah, the canoeing one, if you're new to canoeing, we haven't done a ton of canoeing with our kids, but we've had like several kind of contained trips on a lake where it felt comfortable to us. Um, And the canoeing one can be quite fun. So how we do it just as a quick visual guide, if you have more than one kid, Um, under the age of three, we've always kept the under the age of three up front with me. So I'm in the front paddling and a three-year-old actually is either on my lap or kind of in my legs in front of me. And and then it wasn't until we had a second kid and they were above three that we felt comfortable putting them kind of in the middle on their own. And we still haven't put the two kids in the middle together. I think by next summer, okay. But I do sometimes anticipate like, if they get into a bit of a squabble over a snack in the middle of the canoe, things could go sideways. So by just keeping the kids physically separated and we kind of have a one-on-one defense that way, it feels a bit more secure in the canoe. So if you have one child and they are a bit younger, starting them in the front with whatever parent or partner might be in the front of the canoe is kind of a bit of a safer setup because you're right there. You can hold them literally if needed. Of course, wearing um, age and size appropriate life jackets, of course, always. Uh, But that's kind of been how we've managed that. And then always have the snacks accessible at all times. Sometimes I even have a separate bag of like canoe snacks that are like things that are easier to eat uh, in the canoe and then other hiking snacks for later. (laughs) Awesome. So, I mean, I think if you're listening and you're going, gee, Jen canoed across a lake and then she hiked to a waterfall, that doesn't sound like the kind of accessible adventure I'm into. It's just an example that we're trying to share. I think what Jen and I had kind of identified as, you know, the sort of prerequisites for a big day out, uh, you and your family spend the whole day together. You commit to it. Your expectation is you're all going to be together outside somewhere. So, if that's going to a park near you and exploring the park and having a picnic and playing in the playground until the sun goes down, but you're all together and you're committed to that, that's still the same thing. Might be going for a hike in, we love doing this in golden years, we hike into a lake in there and just hang out at the lake for as long as we can and then come home from there. Um, But really, I think that family time, it's just so important and we're all too addicted to our phones and devices and schedules and all these sorts of things. Uh, It's really nice to relax those rules. I'd love to hear what you're up to as well. If you're planning big days out, particularly if they're in the lower mainland area, we don't want to know where you're going because maybe we want to do a trip like that too. We'll drop into the show notes all of Jen's um, ideas and tips uh, if you want to replicate her trip here, um, canoeing and heading up to that waterfall. As always, we love to engage with you over on Instagram. You can find us at Get Outside With Kids. We'd love if you hit five stars. I know I'm giving you a lot of calls to action here, a lot of things to do. If you wanted to go into iTunes and hit five stars or in Spotify and hit five stars and leave us a review, we will love you forever. Um, And yeah, we will look forward to being back again next week with another episode of Get Outside With Kids. 